all gone in the span of 24 hours. Poof! Just like that. Off the starting defense of the Pittsburgh Steelers, off the number one defense in the NFL. That is not something that sets itself up for a smooth recovery. Good morning to you. Good Wednesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Steelers. Comes your way every Monday through Friday, bright and early in the morning, whether you like it or not. And I would imagine today could be one of those days where you cringe a little bit at pushing the play button. Because you don't want to hear anything more about this. You heard that these people are gone, and that's plenty for now. Maybe you'll check back in when they start adding a body or two, presuming they add a body or two, presuming they have any cap space. Because realistically here, if you're looking at something that exposes where they really are, in terms of the cap, it's a Lualu getting two years and six million from Jacksonville. That means they just flat out have no money, or they were watching a different player than the rest of us were on that defensive line in the 2020 season. I mean, remember when a Lualu went out? All of a sudden, teams started gashing the Steelers right up the middle. They were trying Henry Mondeau. They were pulling people off the street to try to play nose tackle. Nothing worked until Tyson came back. And then all of a sudden, no one could run on the Steelers again. Funny how that works. And he could have been had. He could have been kept for almost nothing. I could make an argument. I'd, of course, get arguments in return that this is the hardest guy to replace out of this group. Bud, you know. You know you've got Alex Highsmith. You don't know that he's going to be Bud. You don't know that he's going to be Bud at any point, much less right away. But you know you've got him. Hilton, uh, that hurts. This is a guy who's a, a real wild card out on the field, not just in terms of his slot coverage, but also his ability to blitz, a terrific ability to blitz and to make tackles and to be part of your run defense. He was a bigger part of the run defense, I think, than a lot of people gave him credit for. But, but you have another year of Cam Sutton playing on the inside because you've kept Joe Hayden and Steven Nelson for the outside. And then there's Vince. Vince wasn't let go as a free agent. Vince was just released. Poof, gone. $4 million off the books. Vince was anything but part of the problem. Vince was actually kind of a big deal with this group. Now, there's a theoretical solution in place for him as well with the emergence of Robert Spillane. And, man, I... I I can't state strongly enough how Mike Tomlin feels about Spillane. But it's a lot of guys that are gone. And it's a lot of important guys, not just in terms of their playing ability, 
But Vince was a really vocal, go-to-battle guy. He was one of those guys that whenever they went into those uh, bloodbaths in Cincinnati, that he'd stand tall. He was front and center. Those types of players, those types of leaders aren't everywhere. And I know there are people that immediately tune out as soon as you start talking intangibles. But the people who are really, really interested in that subject are the participants. They think it's really important. They think it's imperative. So I tend to listen to them and respect that. If you think about who these guys are and what it'll take to overcome their loss, it's it's sticky. I had said, and my stance on this was 100% consistent ironclad throughout, that whatever the Steelers could finagle, they needed to finagle on the defensive side of the ball. This segment of Daily Shot is brought to you by our new partners at Fubo TV. If you're paying around 200 bucks a month for cable, as most of us do, Fubo TV is 65 bucks a month to watch all the same channels with an emphasis on sports, and now including AT&T Sportsnet Pittsburgh, meaning you can watch all the Penguins games, all the Pirates games, and you've basically lost all your excuses to hang on to cable. For our listeners only, go to FuboTV.com DK to get 15% off your first month. One more time. FuboTV.com slash DK, 15% off your first month. As much as possible, they needed to do everything within their power to keep together this elite defense. Well, that obviously didn't happen. Because those four guys I mentioned are gone. And Cam Sutton was the one who was kept which I'm okay with. On the offensive side, Matt Filer is gone. Zach Banner was kept. I believe you're still going to see Alejandro Villanueva gone and, of course, Juju Smith-Schuster gone. So what is it that they were trying to do on the defensive side? Because to say that they just had no cap room doesn't quite cut it. If you think about it, we've been talking for a while now about the imminent or likely restructurings of the contracts of Stefan Tuitt, Stephen Nelson, maybe a couple others thrown into there. An extension for Joe Hayden is another way to achieve some cap savings. None of these things have happened yet, not to our knowledge. None of these things have happened yet. Why? Why? What if just one of these was all it would have taken to keep a Lualu? And I'm kind of guessing it would have been. Why didn't it happen? Is there some bigger idea in mind here? Did they presume that nobody would come after Tyson Alulu in in a span of whatever that was, two days, the way the Jaguars did? Did they assume that nobody was watching how well he performed? 
last year as part of one of the NFL's most effective and dynamic defensive fronts. Everyone was going to know that. Everyone was going to see that. You couldn't possibly assume that he'd still be around and that he would just come back to you. So what really happened? This, if, if you can figure out what happened with Alu-Alu and why the Steelers have waited as long as they have to get these cap concessions from Tuitt, Nelson, and Hayden, you'll probably have at least some understanding of what they've done here and why. I don't. I don't get this. This does not make sense to me. But I understood. Hilton, I felt pretty sure he was going to get overpaid, and he instead ended up kind of right at market, but it was still really high for a team that's up against the cap. Filer got grossly overpaid. Villanueva is probably going to get grossly overpaid. Juju will get hideously overpaid for what he is. That's the way this stuff is going to go in most of these cases, but not Alu-Alu. Oh, and for that matter, not Vinny either. Vinny had another year at $4 million. What you think of... Vinny's performance or where Vinny will go at this age and maybe fall off a little bit, and I'm sure that factors a lot into their their thinking uh, with a bunch of guys. The fact of the matter is, is that these guys were probably at about the right value for what they brought to the football team. Vinny certainly would have been affordable. So what are they actually doing? What are they actually doing? Where did they put Vinny's money or where will they put Vinny's money? Where will they put future tense, the money that they will eventually get in cap savings from the players that I've mentioned? I don't know. I don't get this. I just don't. I don't. I, I Look, I know there's going to be a lot of people that look at this and say, well, this is just a tough situation for them, and this is the price you pay for this and that and whatever else. But when you look at everything that's happened here and then throw in, oh, by the way, that they've publicly stated that if Ben made concessions, they'd be trying to put the best possible team around him. And then this is what happens. There has to be something next. Maybe they want to target somebody. Maybe they'll go after somebody. Maybe they have more Wow, this is going to be fascinating. Stay with me. I've got more on this when we come back. This segment of Daily Shot is brought to you by the personal injury law firm of Luxembourg, Garbett, Kelly, and George, LGKG. They represent people who are hurt in car accidents who need help with workers' comp, who filed for medical malpractice claims. The attorneys at LGKG have been keeping promises in our region for over 80 years. Learn more about them at lgkg.com or by calling 888-842-5454. Four out of 11. I, I can't 
cite that ratio often enough. Four out of 11 starters, gone, just like that, off your defense, off the number one defense in the NFL, off the one thing that you had that was the great separator between you and almost every team that you faced. It's going to be some hill to climb. I don't know that Robert Spillane is Vince Williams. I don't know that Cam Sutton can do some of the additional things that Mike Hilton brought to the defense. I don't know that Cam Sutton can defend the run the way Hilton has. I don't know that Alex Highsmith can replace Bud Dupree even at a reasonable replacement level. I do know that there are no nose tackles in the house. So you're going to have to go to the outside to get one of those, and whoever you get probably isn't going to be a lot less expensive than the paycheck Jacksonville is going to be signing for a Lualu. This is... It's, it's unsettling. It really is. What I will say on behalf of the defense is that other than Bud, most of their best players remain. T.J. Watt will still be there. Minka Fitzpatrick will still be there. Cam Hayward will still be there. Stephon Tuitt will still be there, although the latter two will be, you know, yet another year older and likely needing fewer snaps, fewer reps, all that stuff. Devin Bush will be back. I mean, Devin Bush will have a lot to do to replace the guys that are gone, but Devin Bush will be back. So your inside linebackers now are going to be Bush and Spillane. Your outside linebackers are going to be Watt and Highsmith. Your defensive line is going to be Cam and, and Steph and somebody fill in the blank, and your secondary will be the same with Cam Sutton taking most or all of what would have been Mike Hilton's reps. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm uneasy. Maybe they have something in mind, but right now it's not, it's not visible at all. It really isn't. Thanks so much for listening to this. We'll do it again tomorrow, maybe with more bad news. At Point Park University, in the heart of downtown Pittsburgh, they understand there's no substitute for real-world experience and career-building connections. Their innovative curriculum engages students with distinctive experiential learning opportunities. Point Park's pioneering co-op program empowers qualified students to work in full-time, paid positions with their corporate partners while earning college credits. Visit pointpark.edu works to learn more. Career ready. That's the point. Point Park University. Your front door. Your car. Your gym locker. Your gun. Safety is a habit. Learn more about how to keep guns safe and secure. Visit projectchildsafe.org.